What's up, guys? Welcome back to That's Cool. I'm your host, Rob Kalanjas. Today, guys, we're going to be discussing the NBA draft and also some news regarding free agency in the NBA. First things first, the Bradley Beal rumors to Boston or Miami or the Philadelphia 76ers have been basically put to rest, right? Uh, word has came out that he's looking to sign a five-year extension with Washington for like $240-plus million, something crazy like that. Um, seeing this and how Bradley Beal expressed frustration throughout the season with playing in Washington, I would now have no compassion for the guy if Washington continues to stink. Uh, the man is, if he signs back with Washington, has made up his mind that he'd rather chase a bag than uh, try and win an NBA title or have any remotely have any chance of winning anything in his career. So my, you know, my compassion, my thoughts for him would basically go out the window. Uh, because you know he's not staying in Washington because he's loyal to Washington. You know he's staying in Washington because they're giving him that fat bag. So, yeah, Bradley Beal, I've basically lost a lot of respect for him as a player. If he signs back with Washington, that's just me. But, yeah, Bradley Beal looking to stay in Washington. Some now recent news surrounding Jalen Brown is on Twitter. You know, a lot of Celtics fans have been bashing Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I'm not going to act like I have not criticized Jason Tatum because I have criticized Jason Tatum. But, you know, I feel like that's a good thing that, you know, that's something that needs to happen. You know, criticism is not a bad thing, but it does come to a point where I feel like we criticize him too much. And it seems like Jalen Brown has agreed. You know, he liked a tweet saying that basically he feels like he's disrespected and not appreciated by Celtics fans. So if Jalen Brown is liking tweets like that, he's clearly, he clearly feels that Celtics fans do not appreciate him. And as a Celtics fan, that's clearly not something that we want, right? I mean, that's bad. We don't want our second best player feeling as if he's not appreciated by the fans because let's just be honest, everybody in the city of Boston appreciates Jalen Brown. Everyone in Boston loves Jalen Brown, at least from what I know. I don't really know too many people that don't like Jalen Brown. If you don't like Jalen Brown, I think you have a problem. I think that he's a very great player and he needs to be a part of this team for years to come if we want to win titles. But... You know, I, I tweeted out uh, a couple of days ago, you know, or even, no, it was yesterday, actually. If Jalen Brown feels like this, right, if he feels disrespected, if he feels unappreciated by Celtics fans, I can only imagine what Jason Tatum feels, right? I can only imagine how Jason Tatum took all his hate after his finals performance, which is, you know, the reason why we lost the finals. It wasn't Jalen Brown. So I can only imagine how Jason Tatum feels. So uh, the one thing I'll say to Celtics fans out there is, you know, try to I know we're frustrated with the way Tatum played, and we're frustrated that we were two wins away from a title, but let's try to keep this now under wraps because the last thing that we need as a franchise is our two best players walking in free agency or even one of them walking in free agency or not wanting to come back with a team because the fans couldn't control themselves after a finals loss, right? That's really the last thing that we need. KD in the Kyrie situation also heatens up, right? There's been rumors now of KD to Portland uh, after Damian Lillard posted on his Instagram story a picture of him and KD both in Trailblazers uniforms and also Kyrie Irving going to the Lakers. That's also been the number one rumor going around. So first, let's talk about KD. Kevin Durant to Portland. Well, we all know that KD's situation basically revolves around Kyrie's situation. And I think it's safe to say that right now, Kyrie is basically a guarantee out of Brooklyn. But KD to Portland, to me, is the most realistic landing spot for Kevin Durant and the reason I say that is because I feel that the Portland Trailblazers have the assets they have the talent they have the amount of players that they can ship to Brooklyn right they have 
they have assets and they have stuff that Brooklyn, in all honesty, would want, right? When you look at this Brooklyn roster, you got Josh Hart, Jeremiah Grant, you got uh, Nurkic, you got Winslow, you got Jerem, you know, you got TJ Ellaby, you got Eric Bledsoe, you got Shaden Sharp, who you just drafted, you got Brandon Williams, you got players and you got picks, right? You got picks, you got players that you can ship out to, ship out to, um, Brooklyn for Kevin Durant and make a trade for KD. Um, I'd love to see KD in Portland. I think that it would be great for Dame. You know, I think Dame needs that second star. I don't think that he's ever had that second star. I don't think CJ McCollum is a second star or a second guy to go along with him. So the fact that they could bring in KD would be very good for that team. I've also heard that Kevin Durant, if you know KD or Kyrie leaves, which I believe he will, I've been I've been hearing that KD will announce that he wants to come to Boston and that Boston will may, will or will not make uh, the moves necessary to acquire Kevin Durant. As a Celtics fan, I'll tell you right now, I do not want Kevin Durant. I think Jalen Brown is better than Kevin Durant. Yeah, I just said that. I think Jalen Brown is better than Kevin Durant. I would rather have Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is going to be around for way longer than Kevin Durant will be. I think Jalen Brown's ceiling right now is higher than Kevin Durant's ceiling right now is, right? I would rather have Jalen Brown, but... The word on the street is that, hey, if Kyrie leaves, KD could say, hey, I want to go to Boston, right? And if that's the case, then the Celtics would have to give up Jalen Brown if they wanted to sign Kate or Brandon KD. That's really without question. That's not something that's, you know, debatable. You basically have to give up Jalen Brown if you want to get Kevin Durant on the team. And then with Kyrie, on the other hand, he's there's been talk about him now wanting to go to LA and that he's willing to take the minimum $6 million to be a part of that team, which I think is even crazier, right? Kyrie, a guy who five years ago, or maybe not five years ago, yeah, no, it actually might have been five years ago, was talking about how he hated playing with LeBron James, how he hated being a backup, how he didn't need LeBron, and now I think it's crazy that he'll do literally anything, anything to get back with LeBron James and now no longer have to be the guy of a team. I think that's quite crazy. I think that shows how really immature Kyrie Irving was and how he really wasn't, how he isn't a leader and how he really doesn't have that Kobe mentality, that dog in him like a lot of these other superstars do. I think that Kyrie Irving is very overrated and a guy who I personally would not want on my team. You know, I just uh, tweeted out, who would want Kyrie on their team? I would never want Kyrie Irving on my team. I would never take Kyrie Irving on my team. And that's not even Hayden. That's just for the betterment of the team the betterment of the front office, the betterment of the fans, I would not bring Kyrie Irving into my team. He's poison. That's what he is. He's poison. Before we jump into the NBA draft, John Wall, there's been rumors that he might go to LA or Miami, right? Because he might want to buy out of Houston. And if I'm John Wall, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what he's thinking right now. Uh, John Wall, a guy who's basically done nothing in the NBA the last couple of years. He's been hurt or not played a whole lot of games. If I'm Houston, for, if I'm Houston, oh, I want him. I want him out. You know, I don't want to have to pay this guy forty-seven million bucks, who's been basically done nothing for the franchise the last two years. He's a guy that hundred percent Houston should be looking to move and get out of Houston, right? Get him out, especially because now all of a sudden Houston has a young core. They got young players. Houston does in a couple of years look like they can be contending for a title or at least being a playoff team and an above five hundred team every year, right? They have now built the young core around that and it looks like they've achieved that now so Houston I think is in the right direction so yes I think that Houston should be trying to move John Wall 
But if I'm John Wall, no, man, I'm taking my 47 mil. Are you kidding me? Why the hell would I want to leave Houston? You might not win games, but let's let's be honest. You're not worth a whole lot of money, and you're not going to be on LA or Miami. So I don't know what the hell makes you think that you're worth going to any of those two teams. You would not play any of those two teams, and I don't think any of those two teams would want you. So I don't. I think if I'm John Wall, I'm staying in Houston, and I'm staying put. Lastly, or this kind of connects with the NBA draft, so I guess we'll just talk about it and then just jump right into the NBA draft. The New York Knicks trade in their pick to basically try and get Jalen Brunson to their team. Now, I, I, you know, I was listening to Stephen A. and I was listening to some of these guys who were talking about, you know, New York, the New York Knicks, right, and how they traded their pick and how Stephen A. and all these big Knicks fans were upset and how, oh, you know, we have all these holes we need to fill. I'm going to be honest with you guys right now. I don't think it was a terrible idea by the New York Knicks to trade that pick. I don't think it was a bad idea. Uh, when I look at the New York Knicks, I look at a team that doesn't really have a direction, right? You're either a 500 team that's losing in the second round of the playoffs, damn near first round of the playoffs, or you're an under 500 team missing the playoffs. I don't really think that this team has a direction. Julius Randle has been a bit of a disappointment, right? This year, considering the year he had two years ago, uh, I'd say RJ Barrett has been kind of a disappointment as well. I'm not too high on RJ Barrett, right? When you look at this New York Knicks team, you know, Robinson, I don't think too high of him anymore, really. I know he's young. He's got a lot of potential. He's got a lot of room to grow, but I'm not too high on him. I'm not too high on a lot of these players in New York. And when I look at New York, again, I don't really see a direction of this team. And I think trading the pick is a good thing in a sense that because why are you going to bring in a young player that's just going to fill a role when you really don't know, you know, what would, you know, I don't, I don't get it. You know, I don't know who you would bring in to fill that role. I know they have a whole lot of roles that they need to fill, but I don't know if drafting a young player is the best thing for this team right now. I really don't think it is because it seems like they're trying to contend. It seems like they're trying to be a playoff team. And if that's the case, then you need to get players who can play now. You can't be trying to develop young talent. And that's why I think they're trying to get Jalen Brunson. Now, my Jalen Brunson fan, 100%, the New York Knicks brought in his father, who's a coach, right? Brought him in to be an assistant. I think that's a horrible decision. I think that that's kind of childish. I think that's college-like. Um, I don't think that that will sway Jalen Brunson's decision to go to New York, right? I mean, he's a grown man. He doesn't need his father anymore, right? He can make his own decisions. To play under his father, I don't think is a top priority of Jalen Brunson. And another thing, too, why would Jalen Brunson leave Dallas where he just went to the Western Conference Finals to go to a Knicks team who didn't even make the playoffs, right? To me, that doesn't make sense, but... I think the problem is the New York Knicks for the past 10 years, 10 years or so, have not had a direction. And I think that's the reason why they have not been able to pull in these big name stars, right? They don't have a direction. They don't know what they're what they're competing for. You know, you look at the New York Knicks, what are you playing for? You're not playing for a title because we know you're not good enough to win a title. Are you playing for a playoff spot? Are you playing for a pick, right? There's no real direction for this New York Knicks team. And I really do think that that's the reason why this team has continued year after year to disappoint, to underperform, and to underachieve because they do not have a, they do not know what they want in the New York Knicks. So now, Boston Celtics, we're going to talk Celtics first just because, you know, I'm a Celtics fan. We got to talk about the Boston Celtics and their draft pick. They took J.D. Davidson or Davison out of Alabama. Um, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm a huge fan of this pick, right? He, paid, he played uh, 33 games, 25 minutes a game, shot 46% from the field, 30% from three, 8.5 points averaged, you know, 4.4 or 4.4 assists, 4.4 rebounds, um, one steal, 
I'm a big fan of this kid. I think that he is what Boston needed, and I really think that this is the last piece of the puzzle for Boston. I think that he's a point guard who is a shot-creating point guard, who's an aggressive point guard, who's a physical point guard, right? He likes to attack the rim. He's He's got some bounce, right? He's a playmaker. He can create his own shot. He's a shot creator. That's what he was, and I, that's what I was saying earlier. I thought that that's what the Boston Celtics needed. I didn't think that we needed Bradley Beal. I didn't think that we needed Kevin Durant. I thought that that's what we needed, a shot creating kind of point guard. And it seems like that's the type of guy that we drafted. Because um, let's just be honest, guys, when we look at it, Peyton Pritchard, I'm a huge Peyton Pritchard fan. Don't get me wrong. But he's not really the shot creator that we need from a point guard right you know what I mean he can shoot the three ball which is great you know I love his three-point score and we need that that's something Celtics do need but he's not a shot creator he's not a guy who can come down the lane get a layup type guy you know what I mean he's undersized at six foot six one so that's tough for him I'm not saying he can't do it but it's tough on him right now with JD a six three guy he's got a little more size he's got a little more bounce he's got a lot of more little more athleticism he can now add that to the Celtics bench and add that to our rotation where we didn't really get that in Marcus Smart, Derek White, or Peyton Pritchard. Now you add someone like him into that lineup, that rotation. I think that's something that the Celtics really needed. And I think that they achieved that goal. And I think that was the last thing that this Boston Celtics team needed. So I think that was a great pick from the Celtics. Now let's talk about some of the other picks in this draft, right? Jaden Ivey, Shaden Sharp, Chet, Paolo. Right, let's start with Paolo. We know Paolo was the first pick in this draft, and it kind of shocked a lot of people considering that everyone thought that Chet was going to be the guy to go number one. Um, I personally think that the Orlando Magic made the right decision taking Paolo, and I think when you really look at it from a basketball perspective and you don't really look at it from a height perspective or talent perspective, this was the most logical first-round pick for the Magic. Right, They had they have Wendell Carter Jr., Mo Bamba, Mortz Wagner, right? They don't need Chet, right? Chet would not be their starting center. Yeah, you could put him at power forward, but that's where they're going to put Paolo. And I think Paolo would be a better power forward in that kind of role than Chet would be. So I think that that was a great pick for the Magic. I think it worked out really well for him. And Paolo's a guy who has a whole lot of game, right? He can do damn near everything, which I think is great. You know, he's 6'10", he's 250, and He's a playmaker. You know, we all saw him at Duke. We all saw what he could do during the national, or, you know, the March Madness and all that. You know, he averaged 17 points, seven boards, three assists, one steal, shot 33% from the from three, 47% from the field. He's a guy who can score the basketball from anywhere and provide you with scoring at all levels, something that I think the Magic are going to be glad to see because when you look at the Magic depth chart, right, and you look at their power forward before Jonathan Isaac, Jonathan Isaac was kind of a guy who didn't really do that for them. You know what I mean? Jonathan Isaac was a guy who everyone was high. He was kind of like Apollo, but he couldn't play like Apollo and he wasn't the Apollo type player that people expect him to be. And he isn't. That's why I think that Apollo is a great fit for this team, right? You got Franz Wagner at small forward with Terrence Ross behind him. Then you got Jalen Suns at shooting guard with RJ Hampton. And Cole Anthony and Markel Fultz. I like this team from the Orlando or the Orlando Magic. I think that yeah, they're still you know they still need a lot more to this team, right? They need some internal development from like Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, Paolo Wendell, right? They need to get better. But I think that the Magic did make the right pick number one, and I think that this is a team that if they stay together, they keep developing, 
this can be a team that will be a playoff team in years to come. And who knows, right? Who knows? Maybe they, maybe they're a contending team. But I definitely like what the Magic did with Paulo, and I think Paulo is going to fit in well with this team. Now, talking Chet, because we all know Chet went to Oklahoma City, right? Um, the starting center now for them. You look at the Oklahoma City Thunder. This is another team that has a lot of potential. And real quick before we dive more into this, I love to see it because you look at the NBA right now. There's a lot these teams that aren't that good, like Oklahoma City, Orlando. They do have bright futures. I'm going to be honest. I think that the NBA is in a very good spot as a league from a talent perspective. Yes, these teams that aren't good don't have the superstar talent, but they have the superstar development players. You know what I mean? They have players who have superstar development, these players that can develop into superstars. And I think it's a very it's a great thing to see for the league that these players have the opportunity to turn these franchises that aren't very good into storied franchises back to their glory days of the franchises and i think that the league's really in a good spot and i love to see it so anyway back on a chet you know looking at oklahoma city they got chet at center um josh giddy shooting guard who i'm a big fan of who sh- i think surprised a lot of people last year then shea gill just at the point um and then Dort at shoot small forward. I like this lineup. You know, I really do like this lineup that they got going for him in Oklahoma City. You know, Shea coming back, and then Josh Giddy going to be coming back, and then Dort coming back. This is a team that, like, is identical to Orlando, a team that still needs some more pieces, but they got young stars in place. They got young players who can develop and give a lot to a franchise, and that's what they got going here. You know, Giddy, Alexander, and Chet, that's like the big three in Oklahoma City right now. You keep them together, you keep them developing, and only good things can come from it. And to me personally, I'm not too high on Chet. Now, the reason I'm not too high on Chet is not from a talent perspective. He's a seven-footer. No doubt in my mind can he, you know, score and rebound, or I'm not going to say rebound, but, you know, you look at his college stats, 14 points, nine boards, you know, three and a half blocks a game, shooting 39% from three and 60% from the field. You know, I'm not going to sit here and act like he can't play basketball because no doubt he can. But the one thing I'm going to say is I think he's got to get bigger. He's 195 pounds at seven feet. He's a skinny guy. He needs to put on size. And playing in the NBA, you know, you're battling against big guys. You know, Jokic, Embiid, um, Anthony Davis, right? Those are going to be the type of guys you're going to be battling against. You need to have some size to you. And he does not have that size. I think he's got to eat more. He's got to get in the gym more, start lifting more. If he can do that, I think Chet will be a great pick and be a great center in the league. But if he does not do that, I think he'll just be an average center at best. That's why I think Paulo going number one to Orlando, besides the fit, besides how it fit in Orlando, I think that Paulo was a smarter pick. I think that he's a guy who is a little more safer than Chet because Chet to me is too skinny he's too small he needs to get bigger not to knock him not saying he can't do that but he does need to do that to ensure his game translates to the next level and if he does that I think it could be really scary to see what Chet turns into I think he could become a monster but anyway I think that Oklahoma City in the Orlando Magic really did make the right decisions made the right picks and stuff like that now talking Shaden Sharp we're gonna save the best for last Shane Sharp, uh, we, we all know he didn't play in Kentucky. You know, he was injured. He didn't play. Um, but in high school, he averaged 22 points, five boards, two and a half assists a game, right? He was the number one shooting guard in his class. 
Um, I'm a, I think that uh, Shane Sharp will be a good addition to the Portland Trailblazers, give him a little more depth, and also allows him to kind of develop. Because when we look at the Portland Trailblazers, I feel like their identity is kind of like the New York Knicks. I don't really think people know where this team's going. Because let's just be honest, this team's not going to win a title. This team's going to be a first-round exit, or they're going to be an under-500 team getting a top draft pick, right? So this is another team that needs to figure out where they're going. And if they're going to get Kevin Durant and basically say they're going to contend, I think that they have to. They had to draft Shane Sharp because that gives them another piece that they can offer to Brooklyn for Kevin Durant, like I mentioned earlier. But if they, let's just say they're not going to get Kevin Durant, I don't like the pick. I really don't. The reason I say that is because, once again, where are you heading as a team? If you're going to rebuild, you've got to ship out Dame. You've got to ship out Nurkic while they still have value, right? Yes, they brought in Grant, but Grant's not going to be such a difference maker that it's going to make you an NBA championship type team. Because if we're looking at it, like every team's competing for an NBA title, right? Which I assume all the teams are trying to do. The Portland Trailblazers got to look at this team and say, this is not a championship team. This is not a championship roster. There's no way that the front office of the Portland Trailblazers can look at this team and say, yeah, we're going to win a title with this team. And I don't think Brandon Shane Sharp elevates them to that title potential. To me, it doesn't. To me, it barely even makes them a playoff team, to be honest with you guys. So I think that this team needs a whole lot more. But if the the idea in draft and Shane Sharp was to bring him in, then ship for Kevin Durant, bring him in, I think then it was a right move. But if not, I think that the Trailblazers have to do a lot of work. And last but not least, Jaden Ivey is going to be the last person that we talked about today and the last topic that we covered today. Jaden Ivey, let me just say, man, I love Jaden Ivey. He was my favorite player this year in March Madness. That's why I had Purdue winning the whole thing because I was a Jaden Ivey believer. He's 6'4", 195. He's a point guard, or guard, I should say. I played two seasons at Pitt, or uh, Purdue. Excuse me, I don't know why I said Pitt. Averaged 17.5 points. His sophomore year, uh, four board or five boards, three assists. You know, shot thirty five percent from three, shot forty six percent from the field. All his percentages went up from his freshman campaign. Jay Ivey to me is the guy who has the most upside in this draft. I think that Jay Ivey is going to be the guy in Detroit for Detroit. I think that it's going to be quite scary to see how the Detroit Pistons develop him because let's just be honest he can turn into a John Morant type player which is crazy and if you're a Detroit Pistons fans you should be extremely happy with this pick you know you look at this roster now you got Cade Cunningham Jaden Ivey Isaiah Stewart Sadiq Bey and Marvin Bagley the third I like that I like that starting lineup again but like all these teams that we've just mentioned or not mentioned not including Portland but Magic, Oklahoma City, and now Detroit. These are teams that are young, are not very good, but they got young superstar talent that can develop into great things, right? They have very high ceilings, very high futures in all three of these franchises. And that's what's very enticing and very awesome to see this happen, right? It's awesome to see. You know, this team's one or two pieces away. I think Jaden Ivey's going to be great. You got him and Cade now. That's a deadly one-two punch, right? I, I love to see it. I love to see the direction the league's going in, and I love to see how these teams drafted. I think Detroit got it right. I think Orlando got it right. I think Oklahoma City got it right. I think the Celtics got it right. You know, I think so many teams got it right. You know, even, like, even, what do you call it? 
even Jabari Smith to Houston, I think was a great pick, right? I think that was an incredible pick. So the league really is in the right direction. I think that this draft was a good draft. A lot of teams got better, and a lot of teams are going to be able to compete and improve their teams for years to come. And with that being said, guys, be sure to follow me on Twitter at That's Cool and on Instagram at That's Cool. Be sure to feel free to comment, like, do whatever you guys want to do. If you have any suggestions for me, be sure to leave them there. Message me, whatever. Be sure to contact me through Twitter if you want some suggestions. Without further ado, guys, I will see you on Wednesday. Hope you guys had a good weekend and hope you guys have a great week. Peace.